And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, hot weather affects crops and markets in many parts of the world. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com and South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural precision ag and lawn and garden products. And a good afternoon. U.S. crop conditions are better this year than in 2017, but are suffering under some hot, dry weather. Commodity analyst with PI Financial, Adam Putkelo, says the weekly USDA crop report came out yesterday. He says corn, soybean, and wheat quality all declined for the past week, with corn at 71% good to excellent, soybeans 68% good to excellent, down three points, and spring wheat is at 74%, down four points. This is prompting a price rally due to dry weather in many growing areas of the world. All the heat and drought that is out there, most are looking for lower production in Russia, Ukraine, Australia, and the EU. But a lot of the weather talk is already actually being factored into the market. So that's where it will be interesting to see what this Friday's upcoming USDA supply and demand numbers will talk about. And Putkelo says the general feeling is that U.S. corn and soybean production will see increases that could be record-setting this year. Adam Putkelo is a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial. Harvesting is expected to start later this week in the Watrous District, about 175 kilometers northwest of Regina. The regional crop specialist in Watrous, Corey Jacob, says much of his area has had some summer rain and he expects an average crop. They're not too bad. We're kind of in a very fortunate area here that's been able to catch some timely rains. Um, you know, I'm saying we're on par for a good solid average crop around Watchers, but you don't have to go very far to find um, where they were short of rain, um, especially on the lighter land too. The lighter land is definitely showing its, its weakness with it being so dry this year. Has combine started in your area? Uh, I've seen desiccating starting. I haven't seen any combines rolling, but I'm expecting this week there'll be some swathing and combining starting. And you said you expect a, a good average crop? I, I think so. Around Right around watchers. If you get far away, I think we're going to get to slightly below average. But we'll wait and see what the yield monitors and and what comes to harvest. What has been the key factor for the whole crop growth this year? Uh, <laughs> It's been Mother Nature. Um, basically, it's been rain. That, that's been the main one. If, if you've been lucky enough to, to be under the clouds and get the rain, you, that was the big one this year, in my opinion. I understand you're out in the field doing a disease survey. How's it look so far? Yeah, I'm just finishing up lentil disease surveys. I'm, I'm a little on the late side, but really low disease pressure, just a tad bit of anthracnose in the lentils, but Minimal, minimal, minimal. Growers really got away this year with, with a minimal amount of disease spraying, and hopefully it, it means a good quality crop at the end of the day, too. With harvest expected to start this week, how long till it's going to be quite general in the Watrous District? Oh, I would say a couple more weeks, and then it'll be, it'll be general. How do the oil seeds look and the, the hay crop? You know, the oil seeds, the, you know, the canola was flowering in some quite heavy heat, uh, there definitely is some flower blasting. We'll have to see what yields are like, but I'm expecting there to be a bit of a yield loss there. Flax, it depends when you seeded it and if you're getting the range or not. I've seen some excellent flax crops. 
I've seen some crops that are, are definitely suffering. Hay-wise, I've heard decent quality, but the yields were definitely reduced. You know, probably half, two-thirds type of thing of what they were normally expecting. So producers will be looking to source some hay from what I'm hearing. So you expect some feed shortages? That's from what from some local producers I've talked to. I mean, they're, they're cutting what they can and trying to get some extra, but I guess they'll have to make do or, or, or buy some. So how about some of the specialty crops? How did they do? For example, peas and lentils, they like it a little bit more on the drier side. So in my opinion, they look great. You know, they're standing great, no disease issues, no root rot issues like we've had in the wetter years. It just depends if they can get a little bit of rain or not, but I think we'll have some quite decent to good pulse crops, in, in my opinion. What will the hot weather this week mean for the crops? Well, in my opinion, it, it, anything that's turning is just going to make it turn quicker. And for some of the later crops, it might stress them a little, but it's, it's definitely not a good thing, in my opinion. Corey Jacob is the regional crop specialist in Watrous, about 175 kilometers northwest of Regina. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Saskatchewan farmers are taking a wait-and-see approach to CN Rail's plan to get grain movement back on track. CN has filed a fall grain movement plan, indicating it has the capacity to move its share of prairie grain to port through increased hopper cars, locomotives, staff, and track capacity. APAS President Todd Lewis says time will tell if service is improved. Well, I think, uh, you know, it's a good start. You know, it was part of the uh, requirement of the of the new legislation. And uh, so first time over, we'll see, uh, you know, how robust the plan is. And the ball's in the minister's court now. It's been sent into the minister. And CN has some uh, numbers there that, you know, we hope that it's, they're accurate. And we'll see if they're able to do what they say they're able to do. Are you happy with the efforts of CN to increase capacity? They announced, you know, 1,000 new hopper cars, 200 new locomotives, 1,200 conductors, and expanded trackage. Well, I think it's good to see that they've, you know, they seem to have realized that, it, you know, it was a, a manpower shortage and a power shortage is what was causing their troubles. And, you know, for the longest time, it seemed to be talking about uh, rail car shortages and nothing could have been further from the truth. So I think it's good to see that they've been trained up some crews and we're, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to get to work. There'll be engines for them to run, run next winter, and uh, we'll get the grain move better than we did this winter, that's for sure. I guess the best way to put it, it sounds like you're taking a wait-and-see approach. Well, absolutely, because the proof is always going to be in the pudding, and at least there's more transparency to the system. Uh, CN can't be saying that they're surprised by uh, the volume that, it, that it's expected to be moved this winter. The, I think the uh, Western Grain Elevator Association has made some comments. The capacity that's needed is, is numbers like 11,000 cars a week between the two railroads, with all the private cars and, and government cars, and, and uh, that's a requirement. There's somewhere around 11,000 car a week movement, so 5,500 per railroad, and uh, if they start out saying we can only provide 4000 a week, well, we're going to have problems again. So I think we need this planning as uh, just the first step of hopefully uh, the regulations and so on being put in place that you know the railroads will be able to do a better job. Todd, you farm just south and east of Regina. How's harvest looking for you? Well, you know, it's coming in pretty quick. We've just going into the weekend here. We'll probably uh, start thinking about maybe desiccating some lentils, putting some rank load on lentils. And certainly we had eight tens of rain on Wednesday night. 
and uh, that was welcome. It'll help the cereal crops finish off, but lots of times this time of year, if you get that shot of rain now, it uh, actually brings the cereals on quicker. So we'll be doing uh, quite a bit of August harvest for sure, and that's nice long days and all the rest of it, and uh, really the crop looks pretty good. We had it in you know, in good time this spring and so on, so I think uh, there'll be lots of uh, August, August harvesting being done across uh, southern Saskatchewan for sure this year, and we're going to be fortunate. I think we're going to have a, you know an average crop or a little bit better than average. Uh, you don't have to go very far south of us, and there's pretty poor moisture conditions for sure. So we're pleased with what we have right now and looking forward to getting at her and putting some stuff in the bin. Todd Lewis is the president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. A corn, soybean, and dry bean field day will be held in Outlook on Thursday. The regional crop specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says the field day is limited to 50 people. It's designed for farmers and agrologists to have a discussion on diseases in corn, dry beans, and soybeans and look at the plots around Outlook. Robert says the corn and soybeans are in good shape in much of southern Saskatchewan. The cost is $50, which includes lunch. The corn, soybean, and dry bean field day is in Outlook on Thursday. Outlook is about 230 kilometres northwest of Regina. A PhD student at the University of Saskatchewan is the only Canadian to receive a prestigious fellowship from a U.S. agricultural research organization. Sunero Pereira has been awarded $150,000 over three years to expand the uses of canary seed. The Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research announced 17 fellowship awards today. The U.S. Foundation was created under the 2014 U.S. Farm Bill to support food and agriculture research to meet the needs of a growing global population that will reach 9.7 billion people within 30 years. Pereira wants to develop value-added applications for canary seed, which is mostly used for bird seed. Research at the U of S Crop Development Center was instrumental in having hairless canary seed approved for human consumption by Health Canada in 2016. The hairs on the bird seed variety cause itching in humans. Pereira's academic supervisor at the U of S, Michael Nickerson, says the fellowship points to the excellence of students entering programs at the university. Pereira and Nickerson are working on separating the fractions, starch and protein, and optimizing the market value of these products from canary seed. Nickerson says these ingredients are more valuable than the crop, and researchers will look to the Saskatchewan Food Industry Development Centre to start integrating them into products. POS Biosciences in Saskatoon, a bioprocessing, research, development, and commercialization company that employs Pereira as a scientist in its protein and carbohydrates division, supports his decision to pursue a PhD and is his industry partner for the fellowship. POS President Rick Green says there's a growing demand for protein, so the canary seed research is timely. He calls it a great opportunity to advance Saskatchewan crops and develop important technology to produce ingredients. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola gained $7 at 457.32. Oats went up $10.82 at 169.69. Number one red spring wheat increased $6.85 at 256.19. The rest were unchanged. Durham 251.06. 
Feed barley, $174.63. Flax, $479. Yellow peas, $221.54. Feed wheat, $175.44. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September wheat is down three quarters of a cent at six twenty-seven and a half cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 7th. There was no sale in Weyburn last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. Heiferet sold from $1.20 to $1.30. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.95. Cents. Some of the high-yielding sick cows were selling up to $1. D3 cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.84. Cents. Canner cows sold from $0.40 cents to $0.60. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.15 to $1.25. There weren't enough feeders in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Degg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,000 hogs Friday, selling a range of 133 to 159 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,400 head, selling a range of 126 to 153 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down. Forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 18 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2983. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.97 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets have started the week off on a weaker note, as markets were open during yesterday's Canadian Civic holiday. Weekly slaughter came in at 2.32 million hogs on Monday's report, representing a 3.7% increase in numbers over last year. Bellies took another hit on Friday and were 10.33 U.S. 100 weight lower, bringing the carcass value down net $1.56 U.S. on the day. Lean hog futures are still struggling with the thoughts of increasing slaughter numbers at the t- same time export opportunities are limited, which is placing more pressure on domestic channels for disappearance. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, partly cloudy, wind northwest 20 gusting to 40 and a high of 31, the low 12. Wednesday, sunny, wind northwest 20, the high 31, the low 14. Thursday, sunny, the high 35, the low 15. Friday, sunny, again hot, the high 35, the low 19. Saturday, sunny and windy with a high of 34, the low 17. Sunday, sunny, the high 29, the low 13. Monday sunny, the high near 26. The normal high is 26, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 5.35 this morning. It sets at 8.34 tonight. And around the province, we have Estevan at 31, Saskatoon 25, Swift Current 28, Weyburn 30, Yorkton is 28. And the hot spot is both Estevan and Valmarie at 31. The hot spot in Saskatchewan, or that's the hot spot. The cold spot is at South End, way in the far north at 19. The hot spot in Canada, by the way, Greenwood, Nova Scotia at 34. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's 30, that's 86 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest, 14, gusting to 29. Humidity, 27%. The barometric pressure dropping, 101.0. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 30. Winds are from the northwest at 18. Once again, Regina, cloudy in 30, that's 86 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.